Today's episode is brought to you by Hobolect. Summer edition of the Quintessential Podcast. I'm in Woodstock, New York. Taylor Cummings is our guest. She's in Towson, Maryland as part of the USA team. The World Championship's going on right now. USA plays on Tuesday. They play Hong Kong, China. You can watch games later this week on Thursday, ESPN 2, 7 or 9 o'clock. That's the semifinals. Saturday, the championship game, July 9th, the gold medal on ESPN 2 at noon. All the games available, all the U.S. games available on ESPN+. Plus. First, first of all, Taylor, uh, congratulations on, on being selected again. You play a game tonight. Uh, you're kind enough to jump on with us this morning. What it, What's it like? being uh, in the midst of, of this right now? It's so much fun. Um, one, just to be able to live with my teammates for two weeks and just kind of get back into almost like a college aspect where you're living in dorms, you're going to dining hall, you're always together. Um, we also get to meet and, you know, be around other countries and, and watch them play. And that's been a lot of fun as well. And now we're sort of into the second part of the very, very mini season, if you will, where pool play's done. We're now starting championship play tonight with uh, a matchup against Hong Kong. So really excited about that. And this is something that, you know, we've been waiting five years for and to just be here and finally in it and competing and not just talking about it is something that, you know, we're all very grateful for. Did you ever, did you dream uh, when you were in college playing at Maryland or, or in high school, did you think your career would go this, this long, this far, this uh, extensive? No, I didn't really even contemplate U.S., uh, the senior team. I was cut from U19 as a junior in high school, and, you know, I didn't know if I'd ever get to the level to be able to compete at the senior team level. And once the 2013 championship was done in Canada, there were a couple of people who retired, so they brought in a few players like myself, Kayla Trainer, Alex Oss, Taylor Trimble in that 2013 spring and I was 2013 fall, excuse me. And that's where sort of my, my mindset shifted of like, oh, I actually could potentially play on this stage. And it probably took me two years of playing within the U.S. system to feel confident playing there. And like, I deserved it. So it wasn't something that uh, you know, I stepped in and was confident right away. It took a lot of time to feel confident in myself, to feel like I belonged there, that I, you know, could compete at this level. And I credit, you know, great vets and, you know, great people alongside me for helping boost my confidence over the years and, and make me feel like I could be a part of this. I, I was, uh, I got cut three times from Team USA. Uh, I was close, never good enough. Uh, it, it the tryouts were uh, pretty pretty revealing in terms of uh, of quality. You find out uh, that much of what goes on in college is exclusive to college and, and doesn't carry on. Uh, what's this team like? You know, I look at your roster and I'm amazed. Uh, I love the uh, the young players and the older players, more experienced players. I think that's a fascinating dynamic when you have a Charlotte North who just graduated from college. And then you have a uh, Kayla trainer who's coaching in college. That, that is, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. What, what, what's that like? It's a lot of fun. You know, when I started this out, I was on the younger side. Um, my first roommate for an away trip was Lindsay Monday, who was the USC coach, just got her USC job. 
Um, and I was very new into my sophomore year of college. So I've kind of been through the whole process of starting older and I was starting younger and getting older and, you know, to be sort of on the flip side where we're now veterans, um, you know, it's really, it's really just exciting to now be the ones watching the Charlottes and the Ali Mastriani's and the Emma Trenchards compete for national championships this year on field. And then to go be able to play alongside them. Um, they're, they're young, they're fresh. They bring a ton of energy and excitement and a ton of skill to the field. And I think they make us better as players. They push us to, you know, continue to improve our game and to think about the game in different ways. And I think for the veterans, you know, we, I hope we bring like a sense of calm. Um, you know, we've been here before we, we know what this process is like as somebody who was in 2017 and was the first, that was the first world championship I'd ever been to. There's so many unknowns and you just have a lot of questions. So to be on the flip side, I hope, you know, we can bring the sense of calm and confidence that our veterans in 2017 did, did for us. The format of this tournament, uh, pool play, and now they've bracketed the teams in the top 16 us plays hong kong tuesday night at seven canada's the two seed england's the three seed australia's the four seed look the usa is a big favor here uh but if you don't play well you you could lose like what what is that like how do you deal with that you know that's that's exactly why we play we love to be able to put be put in these situations where the pressure is on us and I think for us, it's really about going out every game with a nameless, faceless opponent and just executing. Um, you know, we we do scout, we do know who the other team is, what they like to do, their tendencies, but really it's just our focus is on us and how we play our game. And we want to make sure that we respect opponents, that we give them our best game. And I think the best way to respect opponents, no matter who you play, is to go out there and put forth your best effort. And um, you know, we're we're excited to see some new a new team in Hong Kong today. And then depending on how the tournament goes out, if we continue to play well, we could see some familiar faces again or or new faces. And I think, you know, our mindset is we don't care who we play. We just want to go out there and compete and put forth our best game every single time. Taylor, uh, from an individual standpoint, when you take the field, what, what's going on in your mind? What's your self-talk like? Uh, I think younger players can benefit from hearing like part of your mental process. You know, I think for me, I am more of like a quiet person in the locker room. I'm a quiet person on the field in terms of my preparation and warm up. I'm not somebody who's dancing and jumping and, and whatnot. And I think for me, I, I use warmups as a time to really just kind of get focused. I, I don't play all the time. Like I used to in college, it was a little bit easier when you're going from college season right into playing and, and it's, it's more natural. And, um, you know, for us older players who don't play all the time, you know, warmups are a great opportunity for us to get a, get a feel of our stick again and, and whatnot. And I think once I step on the field, you know, it's about trusting your preparation. You can't, you can't prepare anymore at that point. You just have to, you have to go in and, and just have confidence in yourself, confidence in your skills, confidence in your team's game plan and what every single person on the field can do. And I think I'm really lucky that the 20 people we have on our roster I trust them completely with everything. And as Jenny, our coach always says, you know, everyone brings a different superpower and we don't all have to play the same. The things that I'm good at are not the things that Becca Bach is good at, but she does amazing things that I can't do. And I think when you have that ability to really trust your teammates and feel like they have your back, um, 
you know, that helps you on the mental side. And then, you know, I just want to go out there and have fun. At the end of the day, this is something I love to do, to be able to do it with people I love um, in front of a ton of fans that we've had at Towson is just a huge blessing. And, you know, it's not going to last forever. So I really just try to embrace where I'm at and be where my feet are at. What's your superpower? <laughs> um, you know, I think for me, when Jenny's challenged us to think about it, and it's weird to talk about what you are good at. And I, you know, it's really easy for me to brag about Marie McCool or Kayla Trainer, but um, I'd say for me, I think I'm, I'm just steady. I I'm, you know, I'm steady in my demeanor. I'm steady in my play and um, I'm not the flashiest. I'm not, you know, somebody who's going to go score BTVs or, you know, amazing eight meter rips like Charlotte, but I I'm steady in, in the things I do. And I then get to go watch the Kayla trainers of the world score backhands and, and whatnot. So it's, it's been a real, real honor to play against some people play with, you know, every single one of my teammates. Is, is that difficult? Uh, obviously you've achieved a ton, but was there ever a point where being steady, there's a little maybe insecurity about being steady and whether you were in high school or in college, like maybe that's other people are talking more about another athlete or you're, you're not a flashy player, so to speak, but you're so productive. Uh, how do you balance that? Like being yourself on the field and knowing that it's going to look a certain way, but Charlotte's going to get a lot of attention because she can shoot the ball hundred miles an hour. You know, I think for me, if you're, you know, I'm confident in what I can do. And I'm also somebody who I think doesn't, doesn't play outside themselves. I'm not going to go try things that, you know, I could try it, but it won't put the team in the best position to be successful. And, you know, I, I've always played on teams from club and M and D to McDonough to Maryland to us where it's team first and you do whatever it takes to, to make the team successful. And my role has been different than other players roles. I've played with Brooke Griffin and Alex Austin, and Kayla and, and amazing attackers. And then the Alice Mercers and the Becca blocks and the Meg Dowdies of the world who are incredible defenders and they all do things I can't, but you know, when we're together, we don't need everybody to do the same things. We need everybody to bring their own thing. So personally, I love watching Kayla and Charlotte play and I love playing with them. I love watching Sam Apuzo. She's so steady and strong and quick. And she brings so many dimensions to the game, playing alongside Marie McCool, Emily Peros, Dempsey, Ali, Ali, you know, and then getting thrown defensively. I, you know, I know that my steadiness is something that, you know, helps the team and whatever the team needs, that's what I'm willing to do because at the end of the day, it's a team game. It's a team sport. And all we want to do is win the team medal or the team championship. And that's been my goal ever since I started playing. Take the fans behind the scene a little here. You're at Towson. You're playing tonight. You'll play later. If you keep winning, you, you, you'll play the rest of the week, uh, culminating on Saturday at noon on ESPN too. Uh, like what's a day in the life of uh, Taylor Cummings uh, like this week? So we've been, I guess, blessed would be the right word for the 8 p.m. games because it has been 90 plus degrees. We've had a few rain delays. So, you know, we did start our Australia game at like 10, 15, which was tough. Um, so it's a long day of waiting. Usually we're getting up in about, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. We'll head over to breakfast. Um, we do some sort of recovery, whether it's on field, in a pool, um, you know, in, like in an ice bath, whatever it is. 
Um, we will have team meals depending on, you know, when we play around three or four hours before. And then, um, we kind of use that time in between when we leave for the locker room to kind of just chill and get our minds right. Some people are dancing and, you know, singing and doing karaoke. We've had a lot of four square that we've made makeshift courts in the dorms and, um, others like to, you know, lay in bed, watch a show, kind of take a nap. So um, I think what's really great is like we all really respect the way that we each prepare um, and people prepare for games differently, both before we leave for the locker room and in the game in the locker room itself. And, um, you know, I think that's been really helpful just in terms of, you know, giving people the space to do what they need to do to be their greatest. And once we hit the locker room, you know, it's a lot of game day hair and, you know, getting, getting uniforms on and then, and then we hit the field. And I think what's been really awesome is after each game, we've had such a great crowd, even when we finished at 12 o'clock at night to we're signing autographs for little kids who are chanting for Charlotte and, you know, want to see, you know, Kaylee waters after her six saves and, um, that's been really exciting as well, just to bring the game to the next generation and, and be able to meet them after games as well. Do you feel that tidal wave of support? Definitely. You know, I think we looked yesterday. I think we all were wondering how many people would be in the stands just because it is a holiday weekend and it's the only like non-lacrosse tournament weekend of the summer for a lot of these kids who play club. And we had so many people in the stands waving flags. There were a ton of England fans, fans as well, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, we're just, we're seeing that support from not only the people in the stands, but, you know, Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, a lot of U.S. women's national soccer team members are retweeting our things or tweeting about us and getting different non-lacrosse eyes on our game is was a goal of ours. And we're starting to see it happen, which is, just really exciting for us, but more importantly for our sport and where we want to push it. You can watch these games on ESPN Plus Thursday semifinals or on ESPN 2, 7 and 9 Saturday, the championship games on ESPN 2, uh, the gold medal game at, at noon. 29 nations. Uh, Fed up with the same old generic lacrosse clothing? Check out Hobo Lex, the new up-and-coming lacrosse streetwear company, making even the dustiest of players look drippier than a chocolate sundae. Visit www.hobolax.com and use code QUINT to get 50% off your first purchase. That's hobolax, H-O-B-O-L-A-X.com and the code QUINT, Q-U-I-N-T, all caps, for 15% off your first purchase. What, what has it been, what, what has your interaction been with some of the other nations? I remember when we went over to Netanya, it was just uh, incredible there's a, there's a full array of lacrosse abilities here uh, from people who have just started playing to yourself and, and a level of excellence. And so I think more so from like a people study, from a nation study, it's a little more fascinating than it is from a lacrosse product on the field. Uh, have you guys gotten out and gotten to spend some time with some of these other nations? Yeah, you know, we're we're living in dorms with each other on different floors. We we're in the dining hall together. So we we see each other quite a bit away from um practices. We're all on different schedules just because some games start at seven in the morning, some are starting at eight at night. So sometimes it is difficult to see teams, but we've we've been able to, you know, what whether we're walking past games or or whatnot, go watch play, people play, meeting people in the dorms and in this little village that we have um between 
you know, the dorms and dining hall. And I think what's really exciting is the excitement in general about these games and about the sport and just the pride that each each team has in their country and, and each other is just really special. And, you know, world um, opening ceremonies to be on the field with all of the teams, see people, you know, dressed in their, you know, the dress of their cultures and, um, you know, just to see the vast majority of, you know, different teams from different places all coming together to play a game that we love. Um, that's a commonality that, you know, we will will have and we will share for for the rest of our lives. USA coming off a win over England on Monday night, uh, Hong Kong game on Tuesday. You know, I, I always thought at the World Championships that that there's an opportunity for for somebody like you to make a connection with 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 another nation. Uh, that all these nations look up to Team USA uh, in a, in a big way, and if you can make a connection. You can, I don't want to say build your brand, but you, you can make uh, worthwhile friendships that'll be both beneficial for you. You get potentially travel down the road. You know, one thing, Taylor, at, uh, in, in Israel, Team USA, the men, they stayed like off site. They really weren't interacting with, with, with the group. And uh, that was something that, that always has not sat well with me because I think not only is there an opportunity for you, but it's a responsibility. Like Team USA, when you wear that jersey, you have a certain responsibility, I've always felt, uh, to play the game the right way and, and to help these other nations. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a balance between like it being a business trip and also, you know, yeah. being where your feet are at and, and enjoying the experience. And, you know, we have Lizzie Colson's sister plays on Italy. So we've, some of us have talked to, you know, Italy players as we're passing by and, um, you know, we're, we're able to, you know, meet different teams after games and whatnot. And they come to, they come to our games, which is, has been awesome. Um, and I think one of the benefits of having the latest games is that teams are done for the day and they can, you know, come to our games and watch and we can interact with them after. So that's something that, you know, we're, we're very cognizant of, um, and it's been sort of finding that balance between, you know, being in where we, where we are and enjoying this experience and also recognizing that, you know, we've, we've come here to do a job yeah. and our job isn't complete until, you know, we, we play our last game. Yeah. Whenever that may be. That's a difficult balance. I was going to say pick a nation where you and Greg want to go on a trip <laughs> and, 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 and become a, become a mentor, become yeah. a, mentor, a coach, a coach. Uh, the, the potential for that, is, for, for that is there. How, however, uh, selfish that may be it's uh it's a reality of, of what you're dealing with i want to go big picture here for a second and back up uh the national championships on espn this year uh from hopkins with Skycam and the great and it was just visually it was the most appealing lacrosse that that i saw all season men's or women's uh it was uh, as sticky a product on tv as you'll ever get the emotion uh, the faces, the quality of play. What, what was your reaction to, to the championships this year? I thought it was awesome. Um, I was there on Friday for the Terps. So I was, I was physically at Homewood that night and the stands were bumping. There were a ton of people standing room only. I thought Homewood was a great venue. And I think we finally outgrown it, which is awesome. Um, you know, I think in 2019, when it was there, it was 
pretty full, but I think we've come to the point at 2022 where they sold out that crowd both nights and it was overflow. And that's amazing. And that's, that's a huge step that so many people have been working really hard for. And then on Sunday, um, I was at home watching the game and was one of like 420,000 people who tuned in. And when I was really nervous, when I was nervous and excited when they said it was going to be on ESPN, because it was such an opportunity for our game to be on TV, but it's always this battle with viewership where if your viewership is low, are they going to take it back? Are they not going to do it the next year? And to realize that, you know, over 420,000 people tuned into ESPN when the previous year it was like 80 on ESPNU, that just shows that one, what being on the main ESPN channel can do for our sport in terms of visibility, but two, that there is interest in it. And the amount of people I saw tweeting from bars and restaurants of having the game on TV. It's as casual as having the Panthers Ravens game on in, on a Sunday in September, like that is so exciting. And it made all of us as fans, as former players, as continue as former collegiate players, as players who still play today, just so excited for not only, you know, the players of today who who got to play in that environment and and be and be witnessed by so many, but for the future of our sport. Yeah, it 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 starts with dreams, and you've always been really aggressive and outspoken in a positive way about what the women's game should be, what it can be, and and I think uh, the you know big picture is is the game lived up to it and then delivered. And I look at this year as a catalyst. Uh, look at it as a turning point. And I think there are going to be more and more opportunities. I think ABC is not out of the question within three to five years. Uh, I, I just think uh, the trajectory is, is so positive. Uh, what, what's next? You know, I think right now we're, the lacrosse community is really working on the Olympics. Um, getting sixes into the Olympics is just sort of that cementation that you know we've the lacrosse world has made it kind of playing on literally the world's biggest stage for all sports world world championships are the biggest stage for lacrosse um but olympics for sixes and just lacrosse in general that's a huge stepping point that's opening up our game to the entire world to people who have no idea what lacrosse is and there's people within the united states who have no no idea what lacrosse is. So to be able to have the opportunity to turn on the Olympics, just like we did last summer while we were at AU watching the summer Olympics, to turn on the Olympic channel and be able to watch a form of lacrosse would be massive for our sport in terms of the international growth, which will then help fuel. Yeah, the amount of lacrosse uh, going on right now that's being televised is is unprecedented. Obviously, the PLL moving over to ESPN. your, this gold medal game will be on ESPN too. And later this summer, are, are you going to compete in athletes unlimited uh, again this summer? I'm, I'm not. Um, I am after world cup, I decided to take, you know, the rest of the summer off from playing, but I will certainly be watching. And there's a number of my U S teammates that are competing. Um, just had a few, you know, life events that kind of conflicted um, in, you know, in that time frame. So I'm super excited to be a fan and to watch and um, kind of get it, the experience from that end, which, you know, as a former collegiate player going from playing to watching, I think was really helpful for me 
in terms of seeing where our growth needed to go. And I'm excited to be a fan um, for, for AU as well and cheer on yeah, my that teammates. starts July 21st, uh, ESPN 2, 6.30. The, all the games from Hunt Valley. Convenient for me. I hope to take my body, my friend, yeah. you know, announced last summer. I caught a bunch of games. It, it seems like it's it's a, uh, I don't want to say overwhelming, but a significant commitment, uh, the format for, for, for the women's yeah, athletes. Yes, so last summer we were there for like five, five and a half weeks. You're living in a hotel. It's very similar to World Cup, honestly, where you sort of go away for for a couple of weeks. Um, this is just a little bit longer of a time frame, but, um, you're, you're, you're living with your teammates. You're, you're in a dorm. People were able to have their dogs and, and whatnot. So you are able to have it be, feel a little bit of a sense of home. Um, but for five weeks, you're sort of living, breathing, um, and, and competing in AU. And that's an experience that we haven't had yet as a professional athlete on, on that level. Um, so it was definitely more of a commitment, but I also think that the product on field was better. I think the product on television was better as a result of, you know, the commitment that John and Jonathan and, you know, the rest of the AU team made to the sport. And, um, I think last summer was huge for our growth as the women's game in particular, in terms of having like a very steady professional league to rely on. What do you find yourself doing in terms of your uh, head coaching at McDonough during the summer? Are you involved in, in, in the club? So I'm not involved in club. I do a lot of like local camps, clinics, lessons. Um, my, for the most part, all of my McDonough kids play summer lacrosse. So we just try to let them go and do all their camps and showcases and, and whatnot. So I do get the opportunity to see them when I'm guest coaching or, or when I stop in and, and watch, but um, for me, McDonough, I don't do too much during the summer. Um, and I think that is helpful for them in terms of, you know, when they get to spring lacrosse, they haven't seen me a ton, so they're not sick of me yet, but they're also just excited to play for, you know, their school as opposed to their club team. So we're just trying to find that balance for them. is something that my staff and I find very, very important. Yeah, that balance is incredible. I, I, that's what we'll finish up with. I was at Naptown, which is, uh, you know, they had rising freshmen all the way up to rising seniors. And later that week, those same athletes are in Columbia playing in another event. It, it seems like the race to be seen has has just spiraled out of control. And and I'm not sure, you know, I'm torn. I, like playing more is, is great and kids are having fun, but there's a burnout. There's uh, the impact on the family. Uh I'd let, you know, there's a side of me that says, well, you should be actually trying to get better and not get seen. And and there's a lot going on right now with, with that club high school dynamic. How do you deal with that? You know, that's hard to, you know, watch. It's hard to kind of watch my kids feel like they need to do everything. Um, because, you know, when I was playing, I played in like four summer tournaments I'd go to like one showcase and one camp, but there also just wasn't a ton to do. I'd play Under Armour games. I'd go to my tournaments and I would do like a Duke lacrosse camp or something like go to one school. And now there's so many options where, you know, I, from the boys perspective, I McKay Millen tweeted his like summer schedule last summer and he had like three days off. And I know that's what the girls are doing on my side as well. And, you know, I think for me, I just encourage my players like, do your tournaments. You're going to be seen through your club teams. Um, if you have like a specific college camp you want to go to, to see a campus, go to that and then do like one showcase. Like I really do try to encourage them to limit themselves because 
if you're playing every single day, the lacrosse you play in June is not going to be the lacrosse you play at the end of July. And, you know, one that can hurt your performance, but two, you're going to be tired. You could potentially get injured. You don't have time to rest. And also you're a kid, like you're supposed to be going to the beach. You're supposed to be, you know, enjoying your summer and, and having time to yourself. So I, it's something that I'm really passionate about and something I really try to instill with all of my kids, particularly before their junior year, where this recruiting summer is madness and try to encourage them to, you know, find that balance because it is so important. That's a great answer, Taylor. How can people get in touch with you if, if they maybe have a, a young daughter who's playing high school or, or middle school lacrosse and, and, and want some advice? Uh, is Twitter the best way? Twitter, um, Instagram, you know, I have a website where my email's on there as well. T Cummings at taylorcummingslacrosse.com. Um, you know, I, I'm open to all things. Great. Well, thank you so much for that. And, and for this, uh, conversation, uh, team USA in action on Tuesday, if they keep winning, they'll play all week, Thursday and Saturday, semifinals and finals on ESPN too. So I, I hope to be able to watch, uh, actually I'll be back in Maryland. So maybe I'll bring my daughter and we'll swing over. Uh, and drape our, drape ourselves in, in, in an American flag. So love it. Appreciate love you it. taking the time, uh, especially knowing your schedule so busy. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much.